Hello and welcome to another edition of Patch Notes. And this is an interview at Collector Cave in the Bronx here with the owner, Steve. Steve Bonato. Right. Nice to meet you. How's everything going today? It's good. It's good. Everything's good. great. So, first question for me would be, kind of like, how'd you get into comics? How did I get? Uh, my dad used to take me when I was a kid to the comic store and... I would just buy comics then. Also, as a kid, he'd show me, you know, I'd, I'd watch the old Spider-Man show uh, from the 70s, the live action show. This was before the animated series was on. The Adam West Batman stuff, the Luke, Ferrig the Luke Ferrigno Hulk. So I always just loved comic books. He would always bring me home Ninja Turtles toys. So from a young child, I was always into the stuff. So you, uh, you own the store with your brother? Yes, my brother and then one of our best friends. So... It's not like what kind of clientele do you guys get, but just like you, do you find like a variety people that are into different things? You don't get like the hardcore collectors, like the guy from The Simpsons, like the <laughs> <laughs> or anything oh, like that. There's all different types of collectors. There are people who love to read the comics and will read everything, and then you get the people who just buy stuff to resell it. You get kids. We sell all, so many other things besides comics that you know we get so many different types of clients in here gamers with the retro games so what else do you sell so retro games we sell toys we sell old vintage toys from 70s 80s 90s uh plushes shirts anything that i think i can sell that has to do with this genre we wind up buying and we'll sell other than that i was telling you before the interview how i had i went to a comic store when i was little or at least when i was in middle school i mean and we used to play like Magic the Gathering and stuff. Right. And like card games. And we would kind of use that as like a place for like camaraderie. Do you kind of notice that? Here? Yeah. Well, now we just moved into this bigger location. When we were in the other one, we didn't have the space that we have now to do that. But now that we have bigger space, we're going to start getting... Because people buy the cards here, but we didn't have anywhere for them to play. So hopefully now we can incorporate that into the business and get the people who want to do that in here. Give them somewhere to play the cards because there's nowhere like you're saying there's nowhere for you to go and do it you know when a shop closes where do you go it's hard yeah when it's like when it's like the only gig in town right and you're like i have to go all the way to like yeah whatever. i don't want to travel exactly yeah. yeah so now hopefully we can get that in here same with video game tournaments people have been asking about that a lot too so now we have the space to do that i mean i already asked you about your like comic book origin story but like what got what made you and your brother want to start a store well, we were doing this online for a long time, and then I had lost my job with FYE. My store had closed. We were on the other side of the Bronx, so I didn't feel like going back to do another store, uh, to get another job like that as a manager of one of these corporate stores. So we actually saw that the store two doors over was for rent, and we actually were just looking into a storage unit because we had too much stuff. So we were like, you know what, let's see how much the store's rent is opposed to the storage unit. So now we can actually have a business and sell things. We found out it was cheap enough where we could get in, and that's how it all started for that. I mean, you already had like a a, a buyer base, a consumer base, because or did you? Somewhat, not really. We didn't really sell comics before that. Like comics were not something we sold at all. I, we would buy comics, and I was still a reader of comics. But selling comics online at this time before having a wholesale account was very hard. So it was more vintage. It was all vintage stuff, basically. Like vintage toys, vintage plushes, dolls, anything like vintage. We would actually sell like beer signs, light up beer, neon signs, anything that would make, anything that I could make money on. <laughs> so it's not, 
so more like a tchotchke kind of place. Well, we would look up things <laughs> on Craigslist, and yeah. then I'd find people who are selling things, and then while you're looking for toys and stuff, other things would pop up and be like, oh, look, this person's selling that for really cheap, but we could probably make money on that. Let's just buy that. Do you have a fair amount of regulars? That come oh, yeah, in? yeah, definitely. Like all these boxes back here, those are all of our, our regular Polis customers that come. So do people put stuff on hold? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some stuff. This is, I don't know if you'd call this a hold. This is so like, if I don't, you know, if it sells out on the wall, For you don't that miss... don't know what a pull list is. <laughs> yeah, right. If you don't know what a pull list is, it's so you don't miss out on the books that you want to get every week because sometimes this stuff sells out or, you know, someone will come in and buy 10 copies and then there's none left for the other people who walk in. So it's best to have a pull list and you get a discount too. You feel like this would work in like a, it works better in like a smaller area where... You don't have like a Barnes and Noble where you can just go get like five issues in a book. Well, I mean, we had Barnes and Nova in Bay Plaza, and I don't want to say that like we didn't have as good as business. The graphic novels is a there's different type of buyers because people are always like me. I always have to have the issue because one, if I want to resell it down the line, I don't say I resell everything, but I have a better chance of getting rid of the individual issue because that'll go up in value rather than the graphic novel. Yeah, because I honestly, that's how I got into comic buying. Is because there wasn't because the client the comic store closed down in my town so right. and there was a Barnes and Noble five minutes away and I'd buy like the graphic novels like the five issue yeah that's definitely an easy read packs. for the graphic graphic novel and usually I'll I might buy the graphic novel even though I own the issues because I want to keep them you know intact and I'll just read the book itself but there's different type of there's people who just want to read the story and then there's people who want to collect it for the value and then there's both I'm probably like the guy who's both. I like the story, but I also like the value of it. Do you still sell stuff online? Yeah, yeah. We do a lot of business online. I'd say that's probably yeah. like a third of our business comes from online, either eBay or our website, which our website is uh, doing actually a lot better than when we started. So what is that your takes, website? Uh, nycollectorcave.com is our website. Yeah, and that takes a lot of time getting that set up and getting people to come and shop on your actual website rather than eBay or Amazon or something, which we don't do Amazon. They take too much from your sale. Oh. Yeah, 20% of your sale. It's too much. eBay is only like 9%. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. Amazon, there's millions, billions of people looking at the site, but yeah, it's still not worth giving the 20%. I mean, you feel like there's more of an even split between people that want to get the people that come in the store versus people that buy online? Uh, well, more people come in the store. Like, if we didn't have the store... We wouldn't be doing as well because, you know, you're only getting the online people. It's best that, I, I think it's best that both. I guess you're only getting the pe like, with online, you're only really getting the people that, like, kind of know you. Yeah, and then there's different, like, we have dedicated online comic people who always buy from us online because, I guess, we're their shop that they go to. But then when it comes into, like, toys and pops, there's no loyalty for that. <laughs> whoever puts it up first, <laughs> those people are going and ordering it from them. I'm sure it's a cutthroat business. <laughs> yeah, for the toys and the pops, it's whoever gets it first. I need to have it. I'm getting it right from them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so you talked about how you guys sell, like, a fair amount of comics. So, so you sell issues and graphic novels? Yeah, we have both. Okay. Yeah. And um, then you sell, like, retro games and yeah, pop figures? We sell everything. Yeah, the pop figures are big. Pop figures, the new ones come in every day. That's a big, I guess it's like Beanie Babies were in the, uh, in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Only they're sticking around. Yeah. And hopefully they stay 
stay around. What's the age range, honestly, of people that uh, uh, come in here? We little kids all the way up to the, our oldest customers, probably in the 60s. I don't know if we have any like 70s or 80s. Eh, some guys who might be like 70 who come in here. Same with women. You get older women in here too. It's not just men, but I, you know, average people, middle-aged people. Right. Twenty. Actually, no, I wouldn't say middle-aged. Probably like twenties, thirties are the main clientele. But everybody loves this stuff because, like I said, we do everything. So even if you're not into one thing, we might have something else for you. We do a lot of old. You know, the older the older guys will come in or or women and buy the Hanna Barbera stuff we have in the window, like the Flintstone statues. Right. Stuff like that, or the Disney stuff. That is pretty cool. Yeah, sure. we try to have something for everyone. We had kids stuff for like babies, but I don't have space for that anymore. You moved from two doors down. How long ago? Like a month, month and a half at the most. Well, actually, no. We got in here at the beginning of this month, so not even a month yet. Nice. Yeah, I thought it was actually longer, but yeah, this will be a month and a couple of days. I think we were in here on the first. I'm sure people, a lot of people were excited. Oh yeah, when yeah. they uh, saw that you kind you guys are moving up in the world. Yeah, so much more excited. The other place, I mean, it was great when we started out, but now it's like it got cramped and you get too many people in there. I mean, this place is full of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It'll by Christmas time, it'll have even more stuff. It's probably won't be able to move. Like it's pretty dense as is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you, you guys actually fit all of the like most of this in a well, smaller space uh, well that was an issue with some stuff like, right if it wasn't selling i'd have to take it into our storage to bring in the new stuff and i guess you bring it back later when you have some space so now we have the space we could get everything out so the storage is that like a you have like a like a not like a you i don't know what the what the word i'm thinking of is do you just have a, like a container or is not, it well it's, it's like, like a, a room yeah it's a storage unit but it's a big room well we have two of them and then we have a van too so we store things in the van for like backlog stuff or yeah well yeah. in the van i just store stuff that we take to the conventions like our grid wall because that's like a thousand pounds of grid wall that's hard, pretty hard to store so we just keep that in the van so what conventions do you guys go to uh we're about to go to on what is it the second week of august i think it's the eighth let me look up the date here uh yeah and the, uh, it's the 10th 11th and 12th will be in boston for boston comic-con and then the very next weekend is actually this one here in terrific uh terrific con in mohegan sun in connecticut it's the august 17th to 19th cool so this is actually the second year we'll be doing this pretty stressful because it's back to are you going to uh new york comic Con? yeah this is our first year at new york comic con actually um we're really excited about that because we've been on the waiting list since we've opened the store so this is like our third or fourth year waiting to get in and that's the you know we're from new york so we've been wanting to do that show yeah we try to get press passes to go to uh new york comic Con. Yeah, it's it is hard, hard. Man. it is very hard it's it's hard we actually have someone uh my brother knows someone who works for read pop which i think helped a lot uh, so otherwise the wait list is super long like i hear san diego's wait list is like 10 years to get in if you want to be a vendor at san diego i mean that's pretty that's pretty crazy yeah i don't think we'd do that one that's a little far other than like on the northeast do you go to any other conventions oh yeah we went down to orlando for megacon but honestly we, we won't be going back down we drove all the way down and it, it wasn't worth worth the drive you make enough money yeah plus i gotta pay people the, the van, like I drove down with my girlfriend and one of the other guys who was working with us. That only took a day, but to get the van down there, it was two days, then two days back. Um, our our best show, 
until what hopefully is New York Comic Con, but our, our other best show is Rhode Island Comic Con, which we do. This will be like our third or fourth year there. That's a great show. If you guys have never been and you like this stuff, it's definitely worth checking out. That's in November. So what's your most popular issue right now that's been selling? Or at least series, let's say. Uh, Spider-Man has been big. There was the whole Red Goblin series going on. Um, Batman was big up until the wedding. You know, I, I don't know if you know about what happened in the wedding. A lot of people were upset about that. Not necessarily familiar. At well, the... him and Catwoman were supposed to get married. Right. But, I knew about that. Yeah, yeah. But then what happened in that issue turned a lot of people off. And especially what DC did, they actually spoiled what happened two days before in like the Daily News or something, instead of letting people come in. Whatever newspaper, it was in the newspaper and they spoiled what happened. And that, that actually, I'd say, hurt the sales a little bit. So comic shops were not happy about that. They should have just let the people read it for themselves. I can imagine that. And other than, I mean, other than that, you have, it seems like you have like such a diverse like clientele of people getting the comics that yeah it's not you, it's not just marvel and dc it's not just people getting like spider-man and batman no and one of our best-selling books is the walking dead yeah the yeah Wa the walking dead that's one of my favorite books too but other than you know we sell a lot of other independents what's big right now oblivion song is a big independent book that's another robert kirkman story the dark horse stuff dark horse what's big from dark horse right now are they we still doing hellboy they yeah but he comes out like so often uh, i mean so um not so often like, it's not even bi-monthly. I don't even remember. And I buy Hellboy, and I'm trying to remember when the last Hellboy came out. But Dark Horse, they do, like, the Aliens and the Predators book. Do they do Spawn? No, Spawn is Image, and Spawn is actually just picking back up, probably now that the movie is, is going to be coming out. They got Jamie Foxx playing Spawn. Plus, the artist that they switched, McFarlane, doesn't do the co The cover is a big deal with comics. Like, yeah. whoever's doing the cover art. McFarlane is not doing it anymore. They got uh, Francisco Matina. He's this Italian guy, and he's like the number one artist right now. So that 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 helps the book sell. Once you get a big artist on your cover, I'm sure you guys get like a pretty healthy amount of variance. Oh with yeah, each, yeah, with each issue, we do. It depends on the issue. Marvel goes crazy with that, and oh, then yeah. we've done our own variants. We did one for Venom one they with that guy Messina I was talking about. Variants, Marvel and variants. They've done the whole. There was like the whole thing with Captain America. <laughs> there wasn't that. I mean, there was a bunch with Captain America. No, no, it was Magneto. It was like Magneto as like a Nazi or something. Oh no! Oh, when Cap was a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was just a storyline. But I'm if you're talking about covers, when yeah. Iron Man came out, Tony Stark Iron Man one, there was 25 different covers of just different Iron Man suits with the yeah. same background. <laughs> so that that that's kind of a little much. But then you got to get them all because somebody who, who because collector you don't know who wants what suit and there was actually an article in Bleeding Cool about uh, comic shops complaining about that Marvel's like just trying to get over on us making us buy all this stuff because again it does well it's not Marvel I guess it's Diamond also it doesn't matter to them if we sell it once I buy it from them that's where the sales come from not from what you guys buy here on the on the wall it's right. not how many us the vent the retailers buy that's what counts for the numbers. And then they, when you put into when we buy our own variant and have to get 3,000 copies, like when you do your own variant, that drives the sales up too. So on certain books, they'll say the numbers are ridiculously high in sales, but you never sell those 3,000 copies. Because people just want the, the own specific Well, variant. not that. I mean, you make money on it when you do these variants, but you don't sell all 3,000 copies. So it's not like they were actually sold. Yes, I bought them, but they're still sitting in my store you know, or in storage because you'll take years to sell those. 
but for that on their end, it looks like the sales are super high. So summers are pretty slow around here. Uh, yeah, I mean Sundays, Sundays and Mondays are our slowest days. That's why we're open eleven to six. The Sunday it'll depend, and the when school comes back in, it'll be a lot busier because actually there's a school right here on this block. So a lot of kids come after school. Yeah. To buy, buy stuff. It's more yeah, uh, they come in, they like to look at things. You know, they only have X amount of money. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> But it's just more people are around in the neighborhood when school is around. Or like day, like people. Some of the I'm kids sure will come in and hang out. Though, oh, like the know, weekends, you have like a lot of day trippers. Yeah, yeah, we get that. Then we, there's the bar down the block too. So They're like, oh, cool, a comic store. Yeah, you get some of those people. They stumble <laughs> and drunk. Oh, look at this! I remember when I was a kid. <laughs> 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 but they're usually good. They don't, you know, they don't touch or break anything. So as long as you're good, you can stay in here. Same with the kids. As long as they're not stealing anything, they don't have to buy. They can hang out. Do you have anything like especially rare as far as like, it, like older right comics? Now, for comics, the rarest comic I have, I'd have to go and look. We don't get too many of the older comics in. The last person who came in, they had the first appearance of Doctor Strange. This was like last year. Mm-hmm. And they just wanted way too much. That's something. Sometimes people want way too much for the item. Like, some well, yeah, lady actually, talk, us, talk about that. Talk about like people trading stuff in. Yeah, well, some lady wanted. She called us. She has Amazing Fantasy number fifteen, which is the first appearance of Spider Man. And from what we saw, what it looked like, I'd say it was probably like a one which I could sell for probably like ten, maybe eleven thousand at the most. There's like a there's a scale, right? Yeah, like, there's uh, a grading scale. Yeah, it goes all the way from zero to. 10 nothing yeah. was ever really a 10 9.8 is probably the highest it goes but anyway she wanted like nine thousand dollars for the book so in that situation you know she wasn't understanding i can't pay you nine thousand to only make a thousand you know the most i would really want to pay is seven maybe seven five i gotta make at least two uh two you know 2500 on that book but then again you know she knows that she can easily make the ten thousand herself so that's when some of the buying comes into play. That's what's hard with the video games now. People are catching on to how much they can sell the games for. And some of these games are very easy to sell by yourself. Yeah. So, like, why do you need to sell it to me? Do you ever, you ever deal with uh, counterfeiters at all? Yeah, some people come in and they try to sell you bootleg stuff. Like, that would happen before we knew the games, like the Pokemon games. A lot of people have bootleg yeah. Pokemon games. I listened to a podcast of a, one of the guys runs a game store in, like, San Diego. And he has stories all the time of, like, guys bringing in, like, Super Nintendo games with, like, really weird-looking labels. Yeah, it's hard. That's like why I let my brother or, or one of the other guy um, or our other partner will look at the games. Or even if not, we have a buddy who used to work with us um, who he's super into retro games. He takes the stuff apart, makes his own thing. So if I feel like I don't understand or know what it is, I'll just shoot him a picture of it and he'll tell me right away. And then something, if you're trading me in a game that's very expensive, I'm going to put it on and make sure that you didn't open it up and switch, because you can do that. Yeah. And switch out the inside, and you might just have the cart. So, like, yeah, if you're bringing me in a game that's, like, 500 bucks, that's going to go on the TV, and we're going to make sure that works. A game like an Earthbound or... Yeah, we've never had that, but we've had some expensive games. Uh, We had sealed copy of Silent Hill, two copies of that. We wound up selling one for 500, and I think one was, like, had a crack in the case so it was only like 350 but still 500 dollars for a sealed game that you're yeah. never gonna play <laughs> because it's sealed um, yeah. yeah well the lady who sold it to us she knew she knew what it was and she bought them but she had three copies and she bought them specifically to sell down the line so we gave her good money for them she wound up getting like a down payment on her apartment so she was happy with it 
I feel that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's about it for me. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? You want to plug your the store? The uh, just cave? come by the store, 3021 Middletown Road, Collector Cave. We're in the Bronx, New York. Uh, or check us out online, nycollectorcave.com. We're open seven days a week, and we got everything that you guys need.